You're listening to The People's Pitch, the official podcast of Minneapolis City Soccer Club, brought to you by Football Stadium Prince. Let's start the show. And as I talked about just a couple minutes ago, as Joe Watt stands over this one, he appears to be the one taking the penalty here. Uh, this is a huge confidence booster if you're a Duluth. Worst Mr. case Elder scenario for City right more. here. And it stopped! Yes! And it stopped! Totally Matt Elder! <laughs> Matt Elder redeeming himself! Oliver with the right foot. The shot is... Oh! Oliver! And Justin Oliver will break the scoreless tie. And it is 1-0 Minneapolis City. It's Hutton now on the offense with the left foot. And oh, oh, it is now 2-0 Minneapolis oh, yes. City. Good finish. Nick Hutton taking his quick victory lap. Get ready to chow down because a hot plate of soccer is on the menu tonight. It is the People's Pitch, the official podcast of Minneapolis City Soccer Club. I am your host, Nate, as always, joined by my co-host, John Bizworm. And tonight, we're talking milestones. We've got some milestones to talk about. And somehow, we are already talking playoff soccer, but not for the team that we expected. Right, John? Yeah, I mean, not for the teams we expected, <laughs> yeah. uh, to be honest with you. But that's okay. That's what happens in in, uh, in club, the club soccer world when uh, you ride a year for a while. You know, you you run out of kindling, and you can't get that log started again until you find the kindling. So the kindling is what was uh, lit for us. So yeah, we'll talk about that. But mainly, we're going to cover the NPSL 200 career goals for the club, and that goal was scored this week uh, for in the NPSL. Uh, in the win against Eris. We'll also preview the first place Med City Naughty Nurses are coming to town. And uh, we'll, then we'll talk about USL2, uh, little, a, a brief menace recap. And then uh, oh, oh Canada, we're, we're traveling north. Uh, the first time the club's ever going to a foreign country. And then all things UPSL to wrap up the regular season. And, yeah. uh, and that's where we're going to start talking about playoffs, Nate. Playoffs. Playoffs? You'll love to hear it. All right. Well, there's so many soccer goodies to cover, so let's start stuffing our faces full of it. Uh, <laughs> first off, John, the NPSL team got served a cure for the hangover that they that they uh, that they had from their midweek loss to Twin Stars when Lacrosse Eris came to town. Everyone's you can check favorite out... hangover cure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Kyle has a here. Kyle has a full recap that he printed um, that I think is on the website. Uh, but this game, John, is was just what the team needed to regain some confidence and to continue to gel as a unit. Ahead of this game last week, um, we had kind of talked about the need for the club to perhaps just stick with one roster. Just say, like, this is your NPSL roster, this is your yeah. USL2 roster, and you guys just got to you guys gotta figure it out. No, less mixing and matching, less whoever is available. And I think that's going to that's going to continue to happen as we do things like take a super long road trip to Canada. Right. And there's less intermixing of, of the two teams. But um, I think this was an important game to continue for the NPSL squad to continue to figure out like how everyone works together. And they work pretty well. Contrary to mm -hmm. how things have been going lately, John city jumped out to an early lead and really never looked back. It's Aris. Why would you the five goals in the first half, they included the 200th scored in city history seemed like only the beginning which was funny because I remember before the game, you and I were thinking like, the way things have been going, man, we're not going to hit five tonight. But there we go. 
<laughs> we you you covered it on the on the stream, and he was your he was your player to watch. But I would say the addition of Jacek Nikowski back into the squad, back from traveling abroad in Poland, which is not the place that I would go. Uh, yeah, yeah, in the world, but I guess he's got family there. Um, but Jacek coming back <laughs> felt like just the thing that this particular mix of guys needed i mean he's got the creativity to play well with with like aiden kavanaugh who is also incredibly creative on the ball and you could see he he had his way with with that Aris team and on a couple occasions but yasek also has that speed and the ability to make runs that create space for like a striker like cole who needs that yeah i think well let's start first with Aris not showing up until like 35 minutes before the game started without yeah that was we were we we were rightfully concerned that <laughs> We would get yeah. a, a last-minute forfeit out of them. Yeah, they did show up. But, like, um, we talked about how they, in the beginning of the season, they brought in some new players. They leveled up, and they were they were doing well. Um, they took apart uh, Joy Athletic in at, on Joy Athletic's ground in St. Louis Park, which yeah. is, uh, I mean, that's just something that, like, you don't see often, right? Like, you might see someone travel to wherever the heck lacrosse is playing on that given week. And uh, and run into like we ran into in our undefeated season where that was our only tie, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So like there's that. Um, but the the team didn't show up with the, with the coach and some of the firepower you saw start the season wasn't there and it was a little disappointing because I I thought that there was actually some really bright pieces out there. Um, I, I don't know what your take is on that, but I I thought that they. They they definitely they had some good some good puzzle pieces and if you look at what they tried to do in the beginning um, you know the organizational pitfalls are are starting to leak through and then guys don't want to play you know and and that that stinks so uh, that's the first thing to talk about but to, to to go back to your point I mean Yasek was our player to watch for for all the reasons that you just said um, he's active he's active across the front three. Um, he, he can finish. He, he just adds something that we weren't, we didn't see for a little while, um, with the kind of revolving door of wingers that we were throwing out there. And what it was doing was, um, him being high as an option was taking away, uh, defenders for Cole Schwartz to check back. And how many times did Cole do the dirty work and hold up play? Yeah. Um, where he found that pocket of space and then he was delivering the ball the way he was facing to Aiden Cavanaugh and Aiden was spraying those passes into uh, to Sydney to Yasik and we were getting our chances created that way even the outside backs were getting forward too so I, I think that you know uh, it's it, it is starting to come together I w- Aiden you're right Aiden like and we talked about it too on the stream and we talked about it last week um, really a bright spot right now, kind of coming into his own with the club. And I think that like the only thing that you saw that was maybe a, a negative in that match with him was he was making the right passes, but they were a little overcooked or a little undercooked. And I think that, that, that he's, he's at least attempting those passes and he was doing it in volume, scored a nice goal. He also was able to, uh, to, to get a, a couple assists on the day as well. So um, he, if he continues this run, it's going to be a really good bright spot in that midfield that um, was also a revolving door for a little while. <laughs> yeah. So all this equated to goals for all three of them, Yasik, uh, Aiden, and Cole, plus Sydney Toome and a bye. But Eris, John, they made some halftime adjustments. And just like we were before the game, we were like, mm, probably won't get five. At halftime, we were like, we're going to hang 10 on these guys the way that they're playing right now. But five was all we got. Yeah, um, I think their, their their goalkeeper played really well in the second half. I thought, um, and and all, 
Uh, I also, we, we joked on the stream about, uh, I forget what his first name is, but never forget his last name, Verdonk. That guy who came in the middle was like nine feet tall. Oh, yeah. That helps. And he came in, and then he and then we made the counter adjustments to move uh, Samuel into the middle, and then Jorge. So two very active attack, like uh, forward-minded players. And this poor mountain of a man had to chase these guys around and ended up like going down twice with like cramps and and and, and like <laughs> soft soft muscle tissue injuries. I felt bad for the guy because he, he he comes in and then it's just like. You know, every, the, he was playing against a tired three in the middle, and then we subbed, and it was like, oh, damn it moment for that guy. And <laughs> he, uh, he chased him around. But I thought, um, like, Jorge hasn't featured much lately. Uh, I don't know why, um, but he was featured out wide. I thought he did really good in the middle. He was very active. He um, he moved around, mm-hmm. tried to find the ball, tried to combine. You know, some of the things, some of the ideas didn't work, but he, at least he was attempting the ideas. And, uh, and you know, you know what to get out of Samwell. I also thought that um, – well, we have to mention too that Abai's goal was the 200th goal in the club's history, and uh, in in his interview a- after the game, you know, we're like, "Did you know that, that was a thing?" And he's like, "I had no idea," but uh, you know, I'm really happy to be in uh, in club history, and and he he'll never he'll never not be in club history. That's a big one. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I I was gonna say it, it was it was nice to see the team maybe take their frustration out on the old NPSL North punching bag. But, uh, you know, we got to hope that, that this, that this continue, that this chemistry continues to build and that these guys can, like you said, tighten up some of the things that, that they were really starting to get right. Mm -hmm. You know, the, you know, turn good ideas into good results. So, uh, you know, Eris is a great game to, to kind of learn from. And now we just got to take it to, unfortunately, um, a, a much tougher opponent next week. But before that, John, who were your standout performers and uh, any additional thoughts on the game? Did, or did well, you just say that? And I was, I know I didn't, but it's, it's pretty easy. The whole, the front you kind of, yeah, we've been kind of talking yeah. about them, but yeah. yeah. The the front three of Toom, Schwartz and Nikowski, I thought was great. Uh, mm-hmm. Active. I already talked about what Cole did. They all got on the score sheet, which is always good to see Aiden Cavanaugh. Um, what he did throughout the entire game until he he uh, he got a breather, and then Mr. Two Hundred a bye. I mean, how do you not give that to him? And I actually thought that his goal wasn't even that like spectacular of a finish, but his first touch and the and like the sole roll past the defender to set up his shot was like <laughs> the best part about it. It wasn't even the goal, but I had, picked the, I had picked I had picked to score the two hundredth goal before the game, and of course. Um, but, uh, I, I didn't even think about someone, someone from the midfield, like after Aiden Kavanaugh hit that belter in the beginning of the game, I was like, Aiden might do it. Uh, I mean, he had quite a few shots, but, uh, but nope, it was Mr. Abai Habat, uh, Hamlin's own Abai Habat. Um, so congrats to him. And, uh, like I said, it'd be in history forever. Yeah. Nothing else, nothing else to add, Nate, other than, oh, and it was a terrible mix up between our goalkeeper and our back line. And I think those are the things that we can't ask. Yeah, for sure. Because next up is a team that will take advantage of that. And they are a team that mm-hmm. I'll say it. They are a surprise top team in the division. It is Med City coming to town and they are hoping to dissect this city defense once again. <laughs> it's only been, a, <laughs> only been a short amount of time, John, but what has or what has been done or what can City do to turn the results in their favor at home this time? 
Well, let's, let's just talk. Let's talk about Med City first. Um, I don't think this is really a different Med City than we've seen in the, in the past uh, with that club talent wise. They brought in another good core of people. They brought in. Uh, they brought back some really strong players. Um, there's definitely some names uh, that were we were used to seeing that are missing. Uh, so I don't think they're doing anything special. They're mm-hmm. they're just performing better. Um, but they've been here before. And they've fallen apart in the back half of the season. Uh, we, we saw it uh, in 2019. Um, they they came out hot. They 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 started to falter. They finished strong, and then we end up beating them in the in the in the playoffs uh, in the first ever prep week. I guess you can call it. <laughs> yeah, Benilde. <laughs> that Benilde. Um, so we've we've seen that happen multiple years. I think the 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 number one thing for me is that their their collapse in twenty twenty one last last season. They were ranked uh, fifth in the country when they came in to play us, and that was that game where we probably had ninety percent of the possession and and basically were in third gear the whole that hot ass day at mm-hmm. Edor Nelson, and then we went up to Rochester and beat them there. Um, which is always Rochester is a, is a really tough place to to win at. We've 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 done well there, but uh, I think they they fell apart in uh, in 2021 because they didn't have the depth. I think they added depth this year, so maybe it's a little bit different. I also think that the last match, uh, the one up in Rochester, it was not mistake free soccer from Minneapolis City. There oh, was no. a num there was a number of just like holes dug that you we could not get out of and we we scored first which was you know Luis got on the score sheet first and then we just like gave we gave up an own goal some some mistakes at the back you know then it those just started to kind of compound on top of each other Every, you know everyone's kind of jawing at each other to get their shit together and and we just we just couldn't get it going so it, i don't I, I don't think that, that was a scenario where they even though they're 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 they're, they're top of the table, I'll, I'll give it them that. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't anything that I saw in that game. Well, that I could see that the stream was fucking awful. Um, <laughs> but um, there wasn't anything that told me like they're not beatable. And I, I think that we're coming off of a good opportunity, um, you know, with the hangover game, you know, the hangover cure game. Um, but they they do sit up sit top of the table. Um, we've, we've shown what we can do against the league leaders. We did to, to Duluth when they came uh, into town and, and hopefully we can do that again um, this, this coming weekend. Yeah, for sure, John. Uh, now, as far as the USL two side. Uh, Wait, real murder. quick. Oh, six yeah. o'clock. Edor now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let's get those deets out there. Yeah. We're, uh, Saturday. We're, 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 we've got a double header and this is the second part of that. So yeah, that kickoff is 6 PM at Edor. Um, we will have a full stream. We will have uh, a meat raffle. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, dude, everyone loves a good meat raffle. <laughs> All right, now now you are, are you have the the uh, the open the open floor to talk about the USL two squad. Yes, and uh, I realize I'm stepping on your stepping on your line, so you go ahead. Uh, I mean, hey, man, it, we're we have a fluid relationship. We're very open <laughs> with that relationship. So go, go ahead. Um, no, no I, I got it. So as for the USL two side of the, of the, uh, as far as it, the, the USL two team this week, uh, or this, excuse me, this last week, the murder, um, made a Saturday trip to the come and go franchise field, Des Moines menace, uh, which did not go the crow's way as we are so winless in Iowa and in the USL as a competition. Um, did you get a chance to watch it at all? I, you know what? I didn't. Uh, I wanted to catch the game after I got home because it started halfway through that Aris game. 
and uh, and you had kind of teased. You said, "Have you have you heard anything? Have you have you heard about the first half? Whatever." And I didn't, so I was like, "I went. I was going to go home and 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 check it out because it sounded intriguing." Um, but then the score got spoiled for me by the time I got home, so I foolishly I wrote it off as a loss. Stay off that social. I know, I know. I wrote it off as a loss, not worth viewing. So that's my I, bad. Yeah, I think it, it is worth viewing. Um, yeah, this foolish one, of me. This one for yeah, you you fool. Um, this one for me, Nate, was a tale of what I like to call a negative eight minutes masking a good performance uh, and it, versus the league best. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I mean is after a stellar first half, I think for both teams, this game looked like it was going to go uh, going to be going to have everything that the, that the U S open cup game had like back and forth action chances for both sides, like nothing dirty, just hard play. Um, and that's what we saw for the first 40 minutes of this game. And just before the half in the 42nd minute, um, uh, it was kind of where that uh, the, the first few of that eight minutes I was talking about started to have that uh, for the Crows uh, started to happen when their danger man, Nando Garcia, who I think is of, uh, an extremely talented striker. Like he's one, like they have, I think four really good attacking players, but I think Nando Garcia is one of their best. That guy's very good. And uh, a quick anecdote on Garcia. So in our, in our broadcast in the beginning of the season, the first, the first one of the year um, against, against them at home, I, in the broadcast after that red card, I talked about how unfortunately for Garcia and for the menace, they removed him because the goalkeeper got red carded. And Mm -hmm. I was talking about how, like how spectacular he was playing and everything like that. And then I, I get the old uh, Instagram notification that uh, I'm being followed by Nando Garcia. And then on his, on his uh, feed, he had clipped out me just saying like how great he is. <laughs> well, I, hopefully I, he listens to the pod because he just got another good soundbite for himself. Yeah, yeah. Feel free to continue. Just get, just give us credits, Nando, please. <laughs> like you know, like a, a little bit of sourcing of your material would be great. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, he found the net. Uh, it was a result of I think the city not closing down um on the on uh deep in the the menace zone that long ball gets uh gets knocked uh garcia found space um it kind of you know the back line once again dealing with a long direct ball um you know we talked about how we're getting beaten with those long direct balls when it's when it's uh 2v2 3v3 um mm-hmm. and the second ball is kind of the, the issue um so kind of uh, it, it happened again Nate um and he, he was able to best uh, the center back pairing of uh of Hughes and Garcia and put a well placed shot past Martin Sanchez then almost immediately fall- the, the the same script happened again um we didn't press the, press the deep lying midfielder hits a ball Crows go from being in the game only down one to further back in the game 2-0 into the half. And we've seen this all too often this year, Nate. Yeah, I think after a promising start, this sounds a lot like, I don't know, it happens it happened at St. Croix a couple times. It's happened uh, in almost every every one of our USL2 games where we, we switch off defensively and that error is pounced on in this league Every time, almost it feels like you just can't let up. So it's the qualities there. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 like you said, you know, once they found that, once they found that hole, the team didn't adjust. So why wouldn't they go right back and see if it'll work again? 
Yeah, I mean, dude, it was almost immediately. It was kind of deflating. Um, but by that time, I was already picking out which which uh, mini growlers I was going to take home from Udapils. <laughs> so uh, at least I had that going for me. Uh, but the Crows did come out with some fire in the second half. Clearly disappointed the way the first half ended uh, with quite a few chances created. Um, then we shut off again for a spell of about two more of that eight minutes uh, and eat uh, Elliot Goldthorpe, one of their other great, great attacking players, slotted home the game's third goal on a great solo effort. And in most instances, this is where uh, a team can go one of two ways. Nate, you throw up your hands, you quietly go and you get back on the bus and you get the hell out of there, um, or you fight back. And the Crows chose fight, which Crows do. Crows are angry; they right. fight, um, which is great to see. Um, then, 64, 64th minute, our club danger man, Luke Masanvi. Uh, gets on the end of a, a well-placed Lionel Vang free kick. And uh, and the boys got a little ray of hope. And from that moment, I saw really a worried menace a little bit. like Because there were the the, the, t- the tide had turned. There were some waves of attack that Minneapolis City was, was starting to connect on, uh, you know, committing players forward. And um, it, 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 you know, there was no fruit on that tree, <laughs> though, for uh, for the away side and the menace were able uh, to put this one to bed, scoring a fourth goal, and um, that was where the total of the eight minute letdown was. It was just like those like quick two minute instances on all four of their goals where we just disconnect mentally, mm-hmm. um, and we you know like like I was saying, we don't step up and 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 deny that long ball from happening, and then we're caught with equal numbers where we should we should have a, an advantage. Uh, in, in the first place uh, to, to eat up those long balls. And we, we don't. Um, so, you know, we can, we, we can see what a side like any of these teams in, in the USL two St. Croix included can do to you when you're not tuned in for 90 minutes. And that's enjoy being in this competition is because it's, it's going to require us to play total soccer. And you, there's no taking breaks where you're playing against, you know, some of the teams that we faced uh, uh, in the in the not too uh, not too uh, recent history here, where you can kind of shut off for a little bit, and then yeah, maybe you leak one, and you're like, well, we've already scored four, or we've already scored five. It's okay to leak one, or we were up yeah. three nothing. It's fine, you know. They're not they're th- yeah, good on them for scoring, but it's not, not going to be dangerous. We're not going to be be taxed so i i like this part but i really want to win a game dude (laughs) you know like it'd be great it'd be really great to get a victory and i think we have some winnable games coming up um in in the the remainder of the season uh but i I just want to see i want to see i want to leave a stadium with three points for this team because they're not they're not playing bad soccer it's just the results aren't going our way and that's what happens sometimes but like come on guys let's get one Let's let's start with one. Let's do it. Uh, on the other on the other hand, John, you you can also see that this kid Loic continues to sniff out goals no matter the situation. Like you talk about, you talk about someone that is gritty or that'll fight for the for the full ninety or whatever. And and I guess all the cliches apply to this kid, right? He's not mm-hmm. he's not just going to score goals in easy games. He's not just going to. You know, he does score goals his... in easy games, but he well, that too. Four, four, but he scores four of them. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's the thing, <laughs> you know? right? It's not like it's not like there's one narrative to attach to him outside of he just scores goals in every game. <laughs> and for me, 
for me, he's our standout performer on this yeah. one. Um, and he's been our standout performer pretty much all season consistently across all levels of competition. But um, I'll just say this. At a very young age, you can see it's there for him. Like, we just hope that he continues his rise. And, you know, we're just one of the stops along the way for him in a in a very fantastic career. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has that thing, Nate, where if you go to soccer at any level, and uh, mostly at the higher levels, and that one guy gets the ball and everyone kind of gets out of the, on the edge of their seat a little bit, we, we kind of haven't had that in our, in our club. Um, you know, we've had some really great players, but like when the week gets the ball with, with space within 30 yards of, of the goal, I, I'm getting excited because I, I think I know what's going to happen, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> yep. you know, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. um, and he's only 18 and it's, it's, uh, it, we're, we have a luxury of having him because he's, he's pulled our club out of the fire quite a few times, uh, this yeah. season and, uh, super great to have. I've given him this platform because um, that's the whole point, right? Is to is to lean on local guys, win, lose, or draw, and and dev- and raise our profile for not only Minnesota soccer but them. And okay. and he has taken his platform and he is running with it. Yeah, I, uh, absolutely agreed. And hopefully he'll run with it all the way to the border, <laughs> the Canadian border, because Minneapolis City is making their first international trip in club yeah. history all the way up to Canada uh, for a uh, dual road trip, I guess. It's nice to knock them both out in one trip uh, against Thunder Bay and FC Manitoba. And, John, you and I had been looking at the standings and trying to and taking a look at the USL2 results early in the season, and it was kind of like, when are these teams going to start playing? I so, think it's a weather a weather thing, but one of them plays indoors. Yeah, so, so they – oh, really? Yeah, so I think it's a travel thing. And, I, and and unfortunately for them, because they're geographically located the furthest away from majority of the teams in our conference, teams aren't going to want to go up there and play one-offs. Right. You know what I mean? Because outside of the come and go group, they we we don't have the money <laughs> to be able to be like, <laughs> hey, let's travel to Canada twice. A couple times, yeah. yeah. Let's get let's get a couple huge buses. Yeah. No. Let's just let's just let's just suck down some labate. Eh? Hey. Let's do it, Kokanee. So the the cool <laughs> thing about the cool thing about this trip, and like you said, um, you'll see this in the results that these guys these guys get teams. They get the same team really in the same weekend, right? So they've mm-hmm. played the same teams besides playing each other twice. They've also played Des Moines. They've both also played Peoria. So we're getting a good idea of of their quality just from their results so far. Thunder Bay Chill has the better record of the two. They're one one and two. Uh, they beat Manitoba, and then they've lost to Des Moines, and then they drew Manitoba in their second game, and uh, and they drew Peoria on that trip. I would say they're probably the more dangerous of the two teams, but it could it could just mean that they played like Des Moines and Peoria first or second. It depends on kind of how that how that order goes because when you look at FC Manitoba's record of no wins, two draws, two losses, those losses came to the thunder, like I said, but also to Peoria. And it was like a thumper, like four to one. Yeah. 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 And then they drew Des Moines. They held Des Moines scoreless and, and, and drew them zero, zero. And then they drew against the thunder. So mm-hmm. like us, not scoring a lot of goals, but uh, you know, it just might depend with these two teams since we don't know a ton about them, it might just, these records just might reflect like, did they get Peoria first or second? Did they get Des Moines first or second? Who knows? 
Um, but guys, it's going to be a great weekend of Canadian soccer. Check out Twitter for game day details. Some people are going. Some people are making the trip. I see on Twitter Le Professeur, who sounds like a Canadian, <laughs> sounds like a Canadian Crows fan, is going uh, is going to at least one of those games. Um, I heard that's be... French for the professor. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Did I nail it? Did I nail mm-hmm. that one? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah. So some of these, some of these, some supporters are going to be up there. Uh, check out Twitter for game day details, whether you're going or not, but it, I'm sure there'll be a stream. Uh, I hope there's going to be a stream. I think so. One of the, one of the clubs, I don't know which one it was. I think it might've been Thunder Bay. They had like a seven year old DJ at halftime. Oh, like a, did you say seven? A seven, like a kid, little kid DJ. And That's they had cute. like, and they had like picture, they, they put pictures of it, I think on social or someone, someone found a picture of it. And sent it to like one of the many Minneapolis City threads I'm on, and it was like this little kid who's like not even taller than the speakers, just like on the ones and twos, just like <laughs> just, just just spinning spinning disc. Yeah, man, blasting some of the Coco Melon hits. Dude, I I don't know, man. Uh, probably at, at least Sandstorm. I mean, you yeah. have to think. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's get to the let's get to the fun part of the night, man. Uh, let's talk UPSL. Yeah, so the club was hoping to go three for three on last Saturday night across all competitions. We already know we went one zero and one for the, um, you know. But on the night we 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 did fall short. Um, but this was the first time this summer where all three teams play on the same night, Nate. So, oh. uh, which if you look at the rosters, we didn't really have like blowback as a result of that, which I think goes goes down to solidifying the cores. I know yeah. the futures are a little bit different, but we started seeing some futures players pop up on the registry for the, the senior rosters, um, which we'll talk a little bit about in a second. Um, but that was uh, the, the match that the futures had was um, the, the, the capper on the evening going on up and taking on Austin Villa in Austin, Minnesota. Um, the expansion side really has been a tale of two locations, I'll call it. Uh, when they're home, they're nearly untouchable. Um, yet on the road, they are not put in near the same side or performances that they had, um, you know, to, that was keeping them in the early part of the season, top of the division um, mm-hmm. or at the top to start the year. Um, so this one went down scoreless, 0-0. So we did we did the gentleman's hat trick, uh, win, win, loss, draw uh, for for the club on Saturday. Um, but what, what we saw in this one was the, the future squad, a couple of firsts. Um, they, it was the first time they got shut out all year. Um, but it continued a really impressive um, 100, uh, clean 1,000% one, 1, uh, record and save percentage record for goalkeeper Evan Seifkin. So he still has yet to be scored on in the UPSL. That's crazy. Yeah, right? I know. So, uh, and uh, honestly, like, he – I mean, no disrespect to the senior level keepers. He's he's the one to look for in the future, for sure. Um, as far as maybe maybe carrying uh, the load between the sticks on the senior side in the mm. not too distant future, um, mm. so def- um, you know you heard it here for- first, folks. Um, but it was like I said, it was the first time that they 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 weren't scored on or they didn't score all season. Um, they, they currently have the best goal uh, goal differential average at 15, uh, 24, five against um, in the division. So that's uh, a tough a tough task for a team yeah. to shut out shut out these crows. Um, or young crows, mini crows, uh, whatever you want to call them. Um, but this one went down um, it, basically zero zero whole game. 
until the final 15 minutes of the match and saw the Crows throw literally the kitchen sink at, at, at uh, Austin Villa only to get a goal called back. And that goal would have secured a playoff berth. It would have put us within um, two points or within one point of the league leaders in Vlora going into um, two left to play. So could have been a, a massive goal for, for the club. Um, but, uh, it, it was, it was called off. Um, I, I, I didn't get to see why it was disallowed. It was, it was a weird thing that was happening on the stream or you like, couldn't quite see it. Um, huh. anyways, didn't happen. Um, and you know, sometimes that happens in soccer, get a goal dis- disallowed. Uh, but it put, it, it could have put the real pressure on league leaders, Flora. Uh, but this is sometimes it also saw a midfielder, uh, and Minnetonka's own Parker Flynn. Um, the soon-to-be Gustavus University man getting his second caution of, of the day for the Crows, uh, and they're forced to go into the final uh, few minutes, uh, not only chasing a victory on the road, uh, but down to 10 men uh, for, for the second time this season. They went down uh, to 10 men against um, Turbo FC. So um, didn't really get word about what happened, but I heard he got kicked off the ball and someone spit on him and he pushed a guy, and then he was the one who got nicked uh, for the push. So uh, you, you hate to hear that, but uh, it, it's what happened. I, I, you know, the, the interesting thing about this, John, is like you said, that Austin Villa squad can be a tough nut to crack. They are very good. They are very good at home, but it is a type of adversity that these young crows haven't really had to see yet, right? To have to, like you said, chase it, simultaneously chase that victory while walking the tightrope of not giving up the loss. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, but then, but then you got the 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 big white bear from Lakeville, and that that you can kind of do that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's good to see that they're ready to go all in, in in a game like this. That's encouraging. It's if you know, as we head into the playoffs for the UPSL, you and I, you and I know from last year, these teams that that come out of the woodwork in the UPSL are unpredictable, and mm-hmm. their quality is unpredictable. They're um, the whole their, place, their play style is unpredictable, <laughs> so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good for these kids to to learn how to fight together in, yeah. in kind of a scoreless situation like this to try to claw claw their way into a game and, and crack that egg. So, um, yeah. but this good this to see. was not this was not the only game for the futures that no. we had uh, this week, yeah, and we've seen this before, Nate. It's a crazy packed summer season in the UPSL. Um, across the conference, across the board. Like, who was it? Valora had, like, they're, you know, to date, they played nine games, but didn't they have, like, five in the first, like, week? Like, yeah, it was, it was like, something like, like three. Every... Yeah, absolutely. It's so weird. And and that's that's been, I know, a difficult thing for for uh, for our, uh, Futures Architect Jeremiah Johnson and the staff is, is not only managing, like, 17 to 20-year-olds, um, <laughs> which is uh, which is a task, um, but doing so with injuries, which is kind of happening across the club right now. And, but then also like just having weekend, midweek, weekend, midweek, like that's a lot of games, uh, that you gotta, you gotta sort out and they've been doing a really great job of it. Um, but they, they had the mid midweek tilt across town in, in Maple Grove against Maple Brook. And this one, Nate had the old city versus twin stars feels to it. And I'll get into that in a second here. Um, the fouls were harder. The mm-hmm. chatter was getting a little trashier uh, between the players. All the fun stuff that we we, we like to see. <laughs> um, 
there were some technical difficulties with the field location because of the fact that, that it was that hot ass day and they ended up moving the time up to uh, later, but then they had to play at a different location. And all, all like I said, all the Twin Stars fields, uh, much <laughs> like the USL two game where we had that eight minutes of of uh, of shutdown. This one had four minutes of shutdown for both squads. The Crows got on the board in the first, uh, first in the 22nd minute by one of the the bright spots in the future program, and we've mentioned before in Ramsey Uro Kondo. Um, then he followed up again with another effort in the 30th minute, and that was where the four minutes basically happened, where uh, where Maple Brook shut off. Like it was like they forgot how to play soccer. <laughs> I watched the game. It was like wow, um, they're all over the place, and. Um, Ramsey was able to get on the end of two really good balls and, and, and slot home two goals and, and good for us. They shut off. Um, and the Crows looked well on their way to securing a playoff berth until the mental valve for the Crows shut off this time for four minutes. And Maple Brook was able to get uh, both goals back in the 50th and 57th minute. Um, and now they're chasing. And it was yeah. like, it went from like a, yes, we're, we're going to do this to a, Oh shit moment uh, real quickly. Yeah. Uh, the John, you're not really kidding about this Ramsey kid, though. I mean, yeah. Uh, and end results of the half, or, or once we start, you know, once we give up those two goals aside, uh, you know, you pointed him out to, to us on the show a week or two ago. I, I think he's really burst onto this future scene and carved out a spot for himself in the city system, much like you said. Um, Evan Siefkin is is potentially a, a player to watch for the future. The future coming out of the future is imagine that. So I think so is Ramsey. And yeah, absolutely. There, there might and, be some news around him coming up a little quicker than than you'd expect. That um, that is that it's making this this prophecy come true. But awesome well, we to watch this kid. We can just talk about now that um, Ramsey's put the work in and he's he's gotten promoted to the senior group. He's uh, going to Canada. Uh, I don't know if he is going to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he might be, um, but with the injury bug we have right now, he might be going to Edor Nelson <laughs> talk yeah. about the NPSL team, but, um, or he's going to be, you know, he's going to be there at the two o'clock game. We're going to ask him to stick around for the six o'clock game. Um, who, who knows? Um, but, uh, no, he, he's started training more with the first, with the, the, the senior group and, uh, it's great to see. It's why we're doing this. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, we saw it last year with MC2. And how those kids that were able to make an impact got called up late in the season for the NPSL squad. And, and we're seeing it again, that yeah. playing playing at this high level really does galvanize uh, the right kind of player. And they can they can truly become the future of Minneapolis City. So that's always that's why I love this UPSL squad and this and this future's idea. And to see it come to fruition now for the second year in a row has been has been mm-hmm. really rewarding. Yep. Well, we, we still have more soccer to talk about. Again, oh, yeah. Let's talk right about here. the second half of this game. <laughs> um, so the final half hour was even more chippy and even more trash talkier than the first half. Um, lots of cheddar getting thrown out by the referee. Quite a few yellow cards uh, being tossed around. Excuse me. <clears throat> all over the place. Um, no red cards. Um, but good. now you're looking at a scenario where it's two to two. You're going into the final 45 minutes of a must-win game because uh, you got Dakota Young stars breathing down your neck. Um, getting getting a, a, a one uh, a one point result in a draw in their matchup uh, earlier in the day, um, so you're looking at you know the potential of losing your foothold in that playoff spot. So 
even more adversity kind of being thrown at these young, these young boys. Um, but they, they fought back, which was great. They've been doing it all summer. Um, you know, aside for the, the game in, in Austin where they did fight back and the goal had disallowed uh, this time um, they, they, they took all the punches, but moved forward for that knockout blow. And at the death, a free kick, a free kick entered the box and literally there was everyone in there. Like it was yeah. like, just wh- why not? It's, it's there. It, we were three minutes into stoppage time. Three minutes were indicated. Might as well throw it, throw everybody in there. Um, well, the ball got got kind of low driven into the box. Uh, a Maple Brook defender whiffed. Um, ball kind of bounced around and Slim Shade, um, who was lurking at the top of the box, kind of popped up perfect for him, just in his range, and he hit it one time. Uh, ball goes in the back of the net. Whistle follows. Like literally, last kick of the game. Um, and and you know, then you. You you ba- you basically with that goal, uh, you, you secure the playoff spot, um, and now the crows have their fingers crossed that on the final day of the league season, this Saturday, mm-hmm. um, they take care of business against bottom feeders, Ab- Abusa FC, um, who's just having a shocker after their for winning their first uh, game of the season and then subsequently losing everyone after that and and really just giving up goals to the tune of twenty one in the season. Wow. Um, uh, we, we face them at home, which it's the UPSL. You never know who's going to show up. Um, and then Austin Villa travels to Valora. And can you get the Austin Villa on the last game of the season that says, Hey, you know what? We'll just go up there and play our final game against the league leaders and see what we can do. And man, if they get that result and we get ours, you're looking at the, the first place team, Minneapolis city, winning another trophy for the club in a, a regular season trophy in the UPSL and it's second season in the, in the, in the conference. And then getting that, that number one spot in the playoffs, which would be absolutely great. That's right, John, the, that defeat that we handed Dakota on the road has turned out to be the dagger in the heart of their playoff. Yeah. Hopes. Um, they were not able to find the win that they needed against Valora to leapfrog us in the standings, but really that might've been beneficial to us anyway, because then we would have, anyway, who knows, who knows how that would have worked, but, uh, and know, I'm sure to, there are other realities go, where that is playing they, out. And they have to go to Rochester, which has been tough to, uh, to beat in, uh, mm-hmm. in at home traditionally. So yeah. they, they, they have some, uh, yeah, they, they could maybe, you know, nick one from Rochester, but hopefully Rochester does his job for us. That'd be great. Um, but then again, it's it's the tale of traveling in this division. Like they're the one team that has to travel the furthest, and sometimes they don't travel well. Um, but man, wouldn't that be great? Last game of the season to uh to see to see that happen. That would, that absolutely would. Uh so one week, John, two big results for City. Who were your standouts in this in this last uh last week? Or well, it's last week of competition, I should say. Really easy, Ramsey getting the brace um, in, in in a much needed brace, which what which basically had the all the storylines of maybe a blowout win, and then needing it, needing those two goals to keep your playoff hopes alive, and then obviously Moo too. I think uh, we've talked about Moo a, a bit, and I think Moo is right there in between being able to elevate himself and perform at, with the senior roster and not quite being ready yet he's done mm-hmm. everything he's been asked of um of coach jeremiah johnson um he's performed he, he's he's moved all over the, the pitch you know he's played at, at forward he's played at on the wing he's played in the back 
Um, he he's done whatever he's been asked to do. And I think he's just on the cusp of being in that conversation with players like, uh, like Ramsey, uh, like, um, like Evan that, that might be able to make that jump uh, into the senior senior side. But uh, yeah, those two for sure were my standouts. Rad. Well, up next, John, like you mentioned is Abusa FC uh, winners of their first game, losers of all the rest. I think, <laughs> I think you I, know, they got a draw. They got a draw in there. They did. We can't, uh, we can't, you know, we can't predict everything, but if we had to, this would be the, this would have been the game we wanted to close out the season, uh, letting the team coast to hopefully a comfortable victory, but that's why you play the game. You never know what they're going to show up like. You never know what they're going to show up with. Uh, Maybe they'll stop leading goals and maybe we will have a tougher time at it. But I think it's important for all uh, all fans to come on down to the Nelly. Like we said, another double header night, just like we had at McKnight, but this time it is at the friendly home confines of the Nelly game starts at 2 PM. Uh, and these futures games are free. So just come on in and watch what is the future of Minneapolis city. Hopefully clinch a playoff spot in the UPSL Midwest West. Um, there might be a stream, so you can check that out too. watch Twitter for details. Yeah, I'm excited because if there is a stream, it's going to be you and I, you and I on the hot mic getting the band you, back together. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I hope there is. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, thank you for listening to this week's show, folks. And thank you to our wonderful show sponsor, footballstadiumprints.com. If you like cool soccer shit, just go to footballstadiumprints.com. Uh, mugs, T-shirts, prints. Uh, they've got some sales running right now. You can use the code CROWS10 for an additional 10% off of everything you purchase. And remember, all U.S. orders ship right from the States, so there's no pesky international shipping charges. Um, maybe, hey, maybe you order it from Canada while you're on that trip. Maybe they ship it to Canada. You'll be there for, you'll be there for three days. Um, <laughs> who knows? Uh, but as a reminder, Minneapolis City is a 501c3, so consider beefing up that tax-deductible donation part of your taxes ahead of next year's uh, charitable gift giving to the club that you definitely need to do. And if you're listening and you're interested in getting a hold of us, um, no one has done it so far this year. So yeah, weird. We're, we're getting close. So why not do it? You can, you can, uh, you can hit the club through Twitter at MPLS city SC. Uh, I know Dan right now is probably just chomping at the bit to hear people complain about the club. Uh, so go ahead and do it. Uh, or you can go through the show at the people's pitch via email mcsepodcast at gmail.com I, I check it every day and we still don't get any email so please do ask us some questions um so that's all for this week's show folks i am john that has been nate get on out to the nelly this saturday for another city double header with the futures going at two and the mpsl side going at six against lead leaders med city and as always you got the